you can't be a business owner and a mother. Has anyone ever made you feel that way or even worse, told you that? I felt this pressure in the past from society, from people I know, and sometimes even from myself. I would think that if I can't be the best in both areas consistently, why would I even try? And then I would realize how deeply important it is to me that my kids see their mom pursuing her dreams. And it's just as important to me to be there for my kids as they grow and reach their milestones. And if both are important values in my life, then why can't we do both? Here's the thing. If you want to do something, even if there are people telling you that you can't, you are in control of making it happen. It's a daily choice, as in take it one day at a time, make choices today one by one that will take you tiny steps closer to your goal. If you felt any of this or you're a mom and a business owner and you've had a struggling time trying to juggle it all, I am here for you and this episode is for you. Welcome to the Fill Your Frame podcast. I'm your host, Jillian Golding. I was a young mama and full-time teacher when I first picked up my camera and started down the path of creating a highly successful and sought-after photography business. I managed to turn that side hustle into a full-time job that sustains a balanced life where I can give more to my five littles at home. After building this business for the last 10 years, I want to invite you into a space where you can take a peek behind the scenes of my camera-ready life. Join in weekly where I will open up discussions with other creative artists turned business pros as we share real life strategies, stories, and action steps for you to turn your passion into profits. Lean in because we're about to get the show started. Remember, you can subscribe to today's show on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Audible. I'm so excited to bring you today's episode about motherhood and business with my friend and special guest, Grace Troutman. Grace is a wedding destination photographer, and she's based in the Midwest. She's also a business educator. She started shooting about six years ago and has traveled to places including Iceland, Ireland, Hawaii, Colorado, California, Washington, and many more. She's lived in California when she was first starting her business, but Iowa called her home, and she was determined to live a life of travel while still being close to her family and friends. If she's not out shooting with her team or teaching other creatives, you can find her hanging out with her husband and her cute little daughter. I'm so excited to have her on the show today to chat about motherhood and business. We also touch on things about Instagram and why it's so important to connect with your audience. We go into the challenges of being a mother and running a business, as well as the joys and the reasons why we continue to do what it is that we love to do. We will share strategies with you that have worked for us as far as managing your life as a mother and being able to be fully present in your business as well. All right, let's welcome Grace to the show. Hi, Grace. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to have you on here to chat today about this. So such an important topic to both of us. And I'm just so grateful that you're here. So thank you. Thank you for coming. I just want to kind of get into it. And I want to introduce you though. So can you kind of chat about what your journey to becoming a photographer has been and about building your business? Because I think you and I have similar stories of, you know, turning a side hustle into a full-time job. So, you know, I want my listeners to get to know you a little bit. So could you kind of chat about your journey? Yeah, absolutely. So I grew up in the Midwest in Iowa and I went to school for photography, actually photography and marketing, but I never wanted, excuse me, never wanted to be a photographer. (laughs) So I actually (laughs) wanted to work for like a marketing company or something like that and use my photography skills that way. But my husband and I, we moved out to the West coast. And when we were out there, I started shooting kind of side gigs while working um, for an editing company. So I was uh, talking to photographers about what they wanted for their edits for their work. And 
at some point I was like, I actually would love to just do this myself <laughs> and not for other people. And I was shooting side gigs and second shooting just to make some extra money. And, and I wasn't quite sure if I wanted to like go into the business full time. And then we ended up moving back to Iowa and I was still searching for like marketing jobs. And after, I'm not kidding, after being like turned away like 10 times, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, the universe is trying to tell me something. So I just went for it. I was like, okay, I'm just going to start a business and see what happens. And then it's just grown from there. Yeah. I love that you mentioned that because sometimes I think in life, you know, certain doors don't open for us for a reason. Right. And then had you been offered a position or something, you wouldn't maybe be where you are today. And so totally. I, just, I love, love, love that story. But I find it interesting that you were editing for other people Yes. And then, and then you, cause editing to me, I do love editing, but it's not my favorite part of what we do. Right. So yep. I'm sure once you started the business and you were able to work with people as well and have your own clients, like that felt like a dream. Cause you know, you already had done the hard part of that. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I was trained like very thoroughly in it too. So like, that was the easy part for me, you know, usually editing is like, you know, the grueling part afterwards, but that part was super easy for me. I like flew through it each time, but I was so excited to like get my hands on like actual clients. Yeah, for sure. That's amazing. And I, I love your editing now. So I'm sure that's a nod to how you were trained, but so the reason we connected, which I feel like we're soul sisters, cause we just, uh, were able to <laughs> yes. well. I loved how transparent you are on social media. And that's one of the things that when I initially had you on the golden hour for an Instagram live months ago, like, I really wanted to ask you because I feel like you were kind of doing the whole transparency on social media thing, like before it was a thing. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. I feel like, you know, people now kind of are, are doing it a little more, which is great. I think it's, you know, tough conversations that need to be talked about. People need to feel like, you know, those that they follow are relatable. And especially those of us in the photography industry, sometimes it can be very deceiving as to like things are perfect or things are right are so easy for us and think, you know, especially for people that are viewing that are just starting. Right. But have you always just been someone who's super transparent and shares struggles or is that something you had to work towards? And then I'll follow up to that is, you know, how do you feel like it's helped your business in a way of connecting with people, I guess? So yes, I've always been pretty transparent and it started out on my personal Instagram. So like my personal page, I was, just excited to share a lot about my life. And it kind of turned into sharing like the highs and lows of everything. And then, you know, when I started my business page, I at first was like a nervous to, to, you know, combine the both and, and, and really talk about, you know, hard topics that I was talking about on my personal page. But at one point I was like, I can't give a hundred percent to both accounts right now. So I need to combine it in some way. So when I, you know, fuse both of them on my business page and really opened up and showed myself as like a human and not just like a business owner, that's when like really cool things started happening. Um, my account started growing. People were really relating to me and wanting to connect with me in that way. It's been an easy transition to do that <laughs> into my business account. And I've always been that way. And that's, you know, what I preach is like show up with your true authentic self, um, on your Instagram page. Cause that's how, you know, people are going to fall in love with you before they even book you. And that that's how it has helped my business as well as people, you know, love me for me and not just my work. So they, you know, want to connect with me and want to, 
want me to be there on their wedding days or elopement days or whatever, um, because I bring a good vibe or a good energy. And that helps me with my business and really connecting with those right people. Well, yes. And especially, you know, you, because you do weddings, right? And like, yes, yep. That's such a huge day for people. And you are as a photographer and I do some smaller weddings, not as many fan. I do more families, but when you're there for the wedding, like you're such an integral part of that, as far as the mood and the energy that's brought. And I feel like, you know, you being transparent on social media helps people really connect with you in the sense of like, Oh, she's someone I could hang out with all day. Right. Because yes, that's what they're going to have to do. You know what I mean? So you know, the, the thing it provides the most for me too, is, is connection with people and connection with my clients. And then, you know, that connection turns into the most important thing. And then the photos are almost secondary, right? I mean, right. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I am planning with these people for a year plus. So it's someone, you know, it's like, I want to attract the the right people who I'm going to have a, a good time with planning for that long and then showing up on their wedding day. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that, you know, there is, you know, someone's listening and they're thinking, oh my gosh, but you both are extroverts. Like you both have an easy, (laughs) you know, right. So like if someone's more of an introvert, what would you say? I think that they still should show up as themselves, but just also try to get out of their shell a little bit more when you say, yeah, absolutely. And I want to say, I am not that much of an extrovert. I'm more of like, an extroverted introvert. <laughs> so I just like it truly. And, and I get really nervous around people, like, especially people I don't know. And, um, I do like have anxiety. So like, I, I get it. I totally get it. But for me, like my Instagram page and showing up there is my safe space. So, right. and I want to, I want to make that a safe space for anyone who follows me and know that like, they're welcome to share with me, like their highs and lows and, and connect with me too. Yes. And I think that it's also a practice skill. I think you're never going to get good at something if you don't do it. Right. So agreed. Yes. Just trying it and putting yourself out there. And I think that we all fear how people are going to respond. Are they going to like it? Are people going to comment? Are, are, am I going to get some hate comments or am I going to, you know, we all make these scenarios up in our minds of all the things that are going to go wrong, but it's like, we need to flip that and think, what all is going to go right? How many amazing people Mm -hmm. am I going to connect with? I'm going to grow my following. I'm going to attract clients that are, you know, resonate with me and and just kind of change it a little bit. Cause I think so often we're our worst critics and we are just, we make it bad before we even try it. Right. Yes. Yep. Agreed. Okay. Now let's kind of transition to, you know, like when you're preparing a vulnerable, sensitive post, because there is some thought that needs to go into that, right? You know, you want to have maybe a certain way that you go about it or something. So what advice would you give people when they're kind of preparing something that's maybe more vulnerable? Is there a certain way that you go about it or thought process that you have when you're doing that? Okay. It's been different. Like when I first started, I would mull over a post for like days before I posted it. <laughs> like, I, you know, if it was something really personal to me, I would be like, Oh my gosh, should I post it here? Should I post it there? I don't know if I'm going to, or whatever. But if I wrote it out and it's on my heart, I'm going to share it. And I want everyone to know too, that like, no one cares as much as you think they care. You know what I mean? Like, no one's going to be like, Oh my gosh, this person like talking about whatever an experience that they had, like, what a terrible person. Nobody's going to really think that. <laughs> so <laughs> no. And I think we put so much pressure on ourselves to thinking like, Oh, the internet is a scary place. And it, it can be for sure. But I think 
there's more camaraderie on our Instagram spaces than we really understand. And especially the people who are following you, they, they love to follow you and they're there to support you. So if you want to show up and, you know, speak about something a little more sensitive or vulnerable, just know that there are people like out there who, who are going to support you and pat your back and hold your hand if you're a little scared. Um, but honestly, if, if you're a little nervous, I would send it to a friend first or like someone in the community that you're like, is this too much? Or is this, is this, you know, just check in with them and be like, Hey, can you help me with something? Can you look over this? Yeah. And they'll give honest feedback. And I think too, just so much of it is just like, where, where is it coming from? Is it coming from your heart? Right. And it's coming yep. from the intention of sharing to help and serve others, then great, then share it. Right. Like, yep. I think yep. that's where sometimes there's a disconnect where, you know, people are sometimes sharing something maybe vulnerable for likes or attention and stuff. And so I think it for me, it's so much about where, where people's heart, like what's their intention of sharing this? Are they trying to get a reaction or are they trying to genuinely connect with people? And obviously you want it to be the latter, right? So yes, absolutely. And I always love to say too, um, you know, if you're going through a hard time, but you want to eventually share about it, just make sure like you're through it before you share it instead of like, you know, showing up in the thick of it. And there are some instances where you can do that and it's okay to do that if you need support. But if you're trying to share some something and it, it's a pretty difficult situation and you do want to uplift people at the end, you know, and, yeah. and that's the goal, right? You want to be a little uplifting. Um, sometimes it gets overwhelming if you're in the thick of it and it's really a negative post. Yeah. I would like steer away from that and try to be through it and then look back on the situation. Yes, because that gives you such a different perspective and the the feelings and emotions at the surface are not quite as raw. Right. Because when you're, you know, I, I think of a time when I shared like my first really vulnerable post that I shared was about a miscarriage I had. And mm-hmm. I remember I did it afterwards and, and I was grateful that I did had that hindsight. I did, it wasn't even necessarily intentional, but I think had I done it in the thick of it, it would have had the people's comments and stuff would have meant a lot, but I think the questions or the follow-up or that would have kind of triggered me a little more where then I was through it and I had healed from it and now I'm able to discuss it. Right. And so I think that's such a great point that you brought up because sometimes we, we share maybe too soon and then the wounds are not quite healed and then it just is reopening. Right. So yeah, being conscious of that too. But I just think there's never fault in connecting with other people on an emotional level in the sense of going through an experience and sharing it and then them feeling seen and heard and validated because they've been there too, right? Like that's, that's such a great connection with that, that social media provides for us. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So let's kind of transition now into what I really want to chat with you about, which we both feel so passionate about, which is being a mom and a, like a full-time business owner. So yes, Obviously it comes with its challenges as well as positives, but we're going to touch on the challenges first and then we'll, we'll <laughs> the positives because I want to, you know, end on a happy note with that. But what do you feel like your challenges have been? And I know that for you, you know, as your business has progressed, same with me, the challenges tend to kind of shift over time, right? Based on yes. our workload, our business, our, our kids, <laughs> age, all of that. Right. But for you, like what, if you can pick out a couple of challenges that you've had and then what have you kind of done to overcome those and, and help remedy them? Yeah. So immediately it was time management <laughs> right off the bat. I think anyone, you know, 
a parent figure, um, you know, who owns their own business will say like, yes, time management. (laughs) And for me, it was right away because I had my daughter at home with me and, you know, naive little me, I was like, oh, I'll just work on when she naps and it'll totally be fine. And, you know, time comes and then she's taking 20 minute naps and, you know, or not sleeping. And it was super frustrating um, to go through that. So as a parent, I think you really have to kind of just figure it out uh, and just figure out like, okay, how are you going to work? How are you going to put in the the hours? And honestly, I've been so surprised at myself how much I can get done in a short amount of time now. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Because before, like before kids, I was like, thinking back to it, I was like, what was I doing all day? (laughs) I had so many hours. (laughs) Yes. It's life changing, right? (sighs) Yes. Yes. So that immediately was one of the most difficult and challenging parts that I've had to overcome. And then also I will say boundary setting as well. That one has been pretty difficult for me because I am a yes person. (laughs) So it's, yes, yes. So it's hard for me, especially when like a cool opportunity comes in for like, you know, maybe a destination wedding or something like that, where before kids, it was really easy for me to say yes, because you know, I'll take that opportunity anytime, but you know, with a family, I have to be a little bit more conscious of that, especially like, okay, if my husband's not going to come with me, who's going to come with me to shoot the wedding? Or if he is going to come with me, who's going to watch our child if she can't come. So things like that, I really have to put up boundaries and, and really think about like, okay, is it just exciting for me in the moment? Um, or is this really going to be- benefit me and my family? And then also like boundaries in terms of like answering emails. <laughs> like I used to answer emails at 11 PM at night. Just if one came in, I would be like, Oh, yep. I got to answer it. I got to hop on my computer, but really setting those hard boundaries of like when clients can contact me. And like, if I'm willing to work, you know, past six o'clock or, you know, on a Saturday, if I have a Saturday off. So setting those boundaries and sticking to them has been a challenge, but it's something, something that I'm learning and constantly improving. I do want to touch on each of these for a sec, but I want to preface this from, at least from my perspective, that I am a work in progress on this. Like I, I go through ebbs and flows. Sometimes I'm really great at it, but right now, for example, with busy season, I am awful at this. Like, Oh yeah. My kids, two of them fell asleep on the floor in my office, like, cause they just, <laughs> right. Because I'm just so I'm, I it's crunch time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I never want to, on this podcast, I always want to be completely transparent and never want anyone to feel like we, or my get I, or my guests have it all figured out. Like we're always a work in progress. And this is why I wanted to talk about this because I feel like this particular topic is very challenging for us as women to be, you know, moms and to just do everything right. It's, it can be, yes overwhelming to the point where you just, for me, freeze and then almost do nothing. Right. So I want to touch on, you said time management first. Do you have the, just, if people are listening and they're thinking, okay, now I struggle with that too. Or did she have any tips for that? Do you have anything that you did that you felt like really helped you kind of work that out or get, or improve the situation? Yes. Um, outsourcing a hundred percent has helped. Yeah. Me. <laughs> so I have an editor and I have a virtual assistant. So that has helped me tremendously, especially getting those like little tasks off my plate. If I can just focus on the bigger things at hand, then I feel a lot more like put together and a lot less pressure on my shoulders to like get everything done in a day. Um, so my VA 
you know, looks at my inbox and sends contracts and all of that. And then my editor obviously edits the, the full galleries. So that has helped me tremendously to where I can focus on family if I need to, or I can focus on other things like education or like moving my business. Right. And I think if someone's listening, they're thinking, Oh, well, I'm not there yet. Like I can't afford it. I think what people need to do is kind of flip that mindset and say, how can I raise my prices so I can afford it? And, you know, I do the same as you and I, it has been life-changing. I mean, granted, I'm still doing some of the editing. I'm not quite where you are yet. That's my goal. Mm -hmm. It's just a control thing on my end that I just need to (laughs) let go of the reins. But, um, I think that people need to just say, okay, how price it out, find somebody, find a VA, find someone to help you with emails, see what the costs are, and then raise your prices accordingly. Because not only is it going to relieve your stress and help you manage time, but then you're going to be able to serve your clients better because you're not so not so overwhelmed, right? I mean, yes. I feel like, didn't you feel like your client experience also leveled up once you were able to outsource? Oh yeah, absolutely. Because I was able to put a lot more time and effort into that experience for them. And I will say touching on like, you know, if you feel like you can't afford it or anything like that, I will say my business skyrocketed after I outsourced. So if you're like, oh, I can't afford this, whatever, just know like if you book one more wedding or like three more family sessions, like you'll really get a lot of it paid for. And then, you know, you have that time and energy, you know, I was spending like, I would get, okay. So this is a little crazy, but I would shoot a wedding on a Saturday and then have it delivered by Thursday. So it was wow. like, yeah, it was insane. Cause just, cause I was like, I have to get this done. I have to get this done. So I would spend all week editing and then have shoots during the week as well. Like two to three yeah. shoots during the week. So I was just literally on my computer 24 seven. So once I wasn't, and I freed all that up. I was like, oh my gosh, I have so much more time to like put into other aspects, excuse me, aspects and areas of my business that I wanted to grow and thrive. Like, you know, when you level up your client experience, you can raise your prices and you can like, you know, keep raising your prices because you're, you're just going for it and getting all that other experience. And you can like invest in yourself a little bit more. You can do online workshops, you can do in-person workshops and as you just have a lot more time. So to the person who is like, I'm a little nervous, I don't know if I can afford it. It is scary at first, but you can do it. Yeah. And I think, you know, thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate that. Cause that is so, so true. And I think it's just about having more of an abundance mindset and, you know, not limiting ourselves. So I think I did that for a while where I was hesitant to do it because I thought, oh, who am I to have an assistant? Who am I to hire people who, you know yes. what I mean? We get those thoughts in our head that are so silly and limiting for ourselves. But it's like, I need us to think, why not me? Why can't yeah. I have a whole team? Why can't I charge this? Of course I can. Why not? You know? And I think it's just about flipping that script and then getting that mindset of, you know, abundance and just like, yes, when I make this step, then my business is going to grow more. And I have like more opportunities in front of me, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And then boundary setting, just one quick tip if you have on that. (laughs) Um, Stick to them. (laughs) I'm taking notes myself. (laughs) Literally. Um, But like have people hold you accountable as well. So my husband really holds me accountable on, and then just really say no. So like I used to answer emails all weekend, like, I would be answering emails on my break when I was shooting a wedding 
Like that's how <laughs> little boundaries I had. So, you know, I don't do that anymore. Like emails are Monday through Friday or Monday through Thursday, really. And, and that's it. So that type of stuff, like just stick to them and, and just know that nothing is urgent. You know, as a business owner, we are like, trained to like, be like, okay, we have to stay on top of it. We have to be the, you know, reply immediately uh, because everyone's waiting on us. The thing is nothing is urgent. And if it's a, an email that like, isn't like ASAP respond back, they can wait a few days and it's okay. Yes. Everyone's going to live. I remember distinctly, I was laying in bed and my husband and I were watching a show or something. And I got an inquiry and I was like responding. He's like, why are you responding to that right now? It's like 1130 at night. I'm like, well, they just emailed me. He's like, babe, you're, you're telling them that you communicate with them at 1130 and it's okay for them to contact you. And also we're spending time together. And I'm like, oh yeah. And I feel bad that I, I was doing that at one point in time. But I think as business owners, like you said, like we're always so motivated and we want like, go get her. Like we want to have this client. Now what if they choose someone else or this or that? And I think again, that's the lack mindset, right? Of like, oh, I have to get on this now or else I'm not going to have clients. But being able to set boundaries and say, no, I have these boundaries, respect them. And then the right people are going to find me, you know? Yes. If they're that urgent, they will find someone else and that's okay. You know? Yes, absolutely. Um, But for me, the boundaries come in also, you know, work time and editing time and stuff like that, which is really hard to implement, you know? I'm going to work from this hour to this. And then if I don't finish really just walking away at that hour, no matter what, right. Mm -hmm. Um, That's always a trained thing. But I think again, like you said, just sticking to them is going to be the biggest, biggest piece of advice because it's like a new year's resolution. It's hard to do (laughs) consistently, right? Like we can do it for a little bit. Okay. So let's move on to more of the positive things. So what are your favorite parts about being a business owner and a mom? Cause you know, you and I chatted like, it's always difficult. The balance is ever changing. It's always, you know, there's hard times, right? There's times where we have to choose our business over being a mom. And there's times where we have to choose being a mom over being a business owner, right? Yeah. So what gets you through those times, I think is partially what motivates you to continue to go. So what are your favorite parts? So I love the opportunities that you know, my job has given to our family, like we travel a ton and, and like 99% of that is work trips. And I've gotten to take my daughter, you know, with on all these works trips, like she's been with me at shoots and it's really exciting. And then, you know, we get to hang out an extra couple of days at, in these places, like I've gone to Hawaii and California and Colorado. And it's, it's really exciting in that way. And that's so much fun. And then honestly, just the opportunity to be really flexible in my job. Like I love, I love being a business owner in that way. And I was actually talking to my husband about it because after this past season, this busy season, it was this season was wild. It was insane. And I was like, I, I'm working too much. I was like, I am literally in front of my computer all day, Monday through Friday. Like I'm working way too much. This is not why I wanted to be a business owner and a mom. So yeah, busy season is done. So I'm shifting a little bit. I'm like, okay, now I can spend a lot more time with my daughter and I just have that flexibility of doing so. And that is one of my favorite parts of owning my own business because I can, you know, not work two days a week and spend time with my daughter and that's okay. Well, right. And does your husband ever say to you, like, I just saw this real recently where they were like, oh, my boss is so awful. She's making me work, blah, blah, blah. And then the person was like, <laughs> you own your own business. And it's like, yes. I felt like I, that was me. I was being seen because 
I'm like, oh, I'm my own boss, but yet I'm working myself too much, you know? So yes. I love that. And I loved the reel you posted when you were kind of shooting a family session and you had Fife's with you and she was, were you, did you have her in yeah. a, or a backpack or something? And um, so if it was recent from this year, it was an engagement shoot and we were in like around Lake Tahoe area. And so I had done most of the shoot like away from her and Kyle, they came with us, but we like hiked up and I was doing most of the shoot. It was like an hour and a half shooting. And then we came back down and she was kind of over it. She was like, I want mom. She's like such a mama's girl. So yes. So she came over and ran up to me and, you know, it was just kind of fussy and didn't want dad anymore. So we still had like a little bit left to shoot. And I just put her on my hip and like kept shooting and she was fine. And she just wanted to like, watch and just be out of my hip and she was fine and quiet. And I was like, okay, we're, we're just going to keep working. <laughs> yeah. And your clients probably loved it. You know, yes, uh, they were so sweet. <laughs> They're so sweet yeah. about it. But here's, this is what I wanted to transition to too. Um, because I love that you brought that up, that she was happy just to be with you and watching you. And I think one of the things that I personally love the most about being a mom and a you know business owner is being able to know that the example that we're setting for our children. And yes, I always, I'm like about to cry. I don't, I get so emotional because I think it's so important of like, you know, for me, that's what gets me. Like, that's what pushes me through the, you know, 3am editing nights that all of the things is knowing that, you know, we're blazing a trail for our children and like, they're seeing us accomplish our dreams and it helps them understand like what's possible for them and that they can accomplish anything that they want to. So it's like for her to be there with you, like watching you do a shoot and seeing you mm-hmm. near your element and being able to say like, that's my mom. This is what she does. Like that was probably so special for her. Yes. I mean, yeah. Maybe, it was fun. It, I don't know if she said anything after and maybe at her age, it's still like, she's not quite sure about the feelings. Right. But I guarantee yeah. you it's older. She'll remember that, you know? Yes. Yeah. It was super sweet. She's just, she knows that like mom has a camera and when I have a camera, I'm working. So I think she was just excited to like, look at the camera too, and see like the pictures when I was snapping them. And it was, it was fun. Yeah. That's so awesome. And then I think too, also knowing, I know you feel the same way that, you know, we're helping others and we're giving them a gift that they can pass on for generations. Like, yes. Doesn't that light you up too, as far as like, you know, I, I think when we really look at the magnitude of our responsibility and what we're able to give people is so profound and it, it that helps push me through as well. Yes. I love that. I mean, so many instances, especially during weddings, like, you know, there's lots of family there. I made a reel not too long ago about, you know, what's your favorite part of the wedding day. And a lot of people assume that, you know, I get to shoot beautiful couples in beautiful places. And I, Honestly, I love shooting like the grandparents on a yeah. wedding day. Um, because it's just so sweet and so special and, and to have them there. And then, you know, obviously, like sometimes it happens where I'm the last person who takes a photo of them. It really like shakes me, you know what I mean? So that's happened multiple times, and, and I'm always like so honored that I get to share those images with the family. Right. And those are ones that they're going to cherish. And I think, you know, that's something that this pandemic in the last, you know, 18 months to two years, however long it's been, it feels like 10 years. Right. But yes, (laughs) um, I feel like that that's really helped, I think, shift people's perspective in some ways, which has been the silver lining of it all in that, you know, I think people are really valuing family more. And and I think, you know, getting married and having those experiences, I mean, look at what, you know, last year or this last year, you've been so, so busy 
And mm-hmm. me too. And I kind of thought, you know, stuff is going to not be as busy with COVID and this and that. And then, you know, families are all wanting to get documented because it's like, it, they just had a perspective shift and now they mm-hmm. understand the importance of it. And I'm, this is wonderful. Like it makes me so happy, right. That we're able to just, I don't know, have people understand the importance of photography and what we do. Right. Because yes, sometimes, you know, it's not as appreciated all the time. I, when we hear like, <laughs> oh, that camera takes great pictures or yes. oh, that, you're like, what, what? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh Yeah. Um, I'm like, yes, it does. No, that was me. So in this last year, I know you've, you've, you know, had a lot of success and your business has grown and you've, you have associate shooters and stuff for you, but how do you feel like you've grown as a person or like, you know, even if you share that as well, but like, how have you grown this last year with your business and maybe personally? I would say personally, I just feel like I have a, I have a larger perspective of my business and family and like what that means to me. Cause I used to say like, my business is my baby. <laughs> we all did. Right. <laughs> like Our businesses are our babies. We put all of our time and effort into it. Um, but just having a family, it shifts my perspective a lot. Um, you know, obviously I love my couples. I'm going to put 110% into their experience with me, but I will, you know, always choose being a mom over being a business owner, no matter what. And I think that's my perspective too, is like, I was gone a lot this year. Uh, Me and the team, we shot over 55 weddings this year. It was very, very busy. And personally, I was like, you know what? It was a little too much (laughs) just because I was like, I was at home. I was gone. I was shooting. I shot like, gosh, like four double headers and a triple header. And I don't want to do that again. So for me, it was just understanding and knowing that like my role is more than just being a business owner. And I think we get so sucked into our businesses sometimes that like, this is what defines us, you know, you know, I'm a business owner. I'm I'm a photographer. I'm a wedding photographer, but I think we need to take a step back and I'm speaking to myself here, but taking a step back and realizing that like, you know, what you do does not define you. It's like who you are and who you love, what is what defines you. Yes. No, I mean, I think you're speaking for everyone. And that's such a great thing for all all of us to kind of like check ourselves. Cause we do, I think as a business owner, cause it consumes so much of our time that yes. we then in our identity with it. And, you know, our business could shut down tomorrow and we're still here. Right. So, yes. um, I think, you know, having that perspective shift of, you know, choosing to be a mom first is so, so important. And, you know, I think that we, we have ebbs and flows of that a little bit. And there's going to be times where, you know, people are listening and they're thinking, well, I have to pay the bills. And like, I, we get that. Right. But oh, it's yeah. Oh, yeah. about trying to, to find that balance of, you know, setting boundaries and doing the things we've talked about to enable yourself to be a more present mom. And I'm speaking to myself here, most of all in this past month or two in full transparency, I don't, feel like I've been a great mom because I've been so busy and my kids are, you know, we've had, they've been acting out at times. They've been, you know, different things. And, and I'm trying to kind of address that and really do some self-reflection for how I'm going to change my plan for next year. Right. So it's just about also living and learning and, you know, knowing that I love, I don't know if you write on Peloton, but um, I love Robin Arzon and she's on there and she talks about that live your life. This isn't a dress rehearsal. Like you only get one shot at it. And, and I have to check myself and say like, 
what do I want to remember? What do I want like this experience to be? How do I want my kids to view my business? Like all these things like come to my mind. And it's just a learning process for all of us. I feel like no one has a manual how to do this perfectly, right? How to be a mom and a business owner and all of these right. things. It's a challenge. It's hard. It is. It is. Yes. And I often think about that too. It's like, okay, I am spending so much time like chasing clients. You know what I mean? Like wanting the ideal wedding and, and wanting the like next monetary goal, financial goal, whatever. And then I'm like, why? For what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, no. like, and, and it's like, obviously like we can be motivated to get all that stuff, but like having the perspective to take that step back and realize that like, okay, work is not everything, especially when you have a family, like you need to step, take a step back and realize like, I have a family right in front of me that like needs me in some way. Like how can I give more of myself to them and not hundred percent to my business all the time? Right. And that's the challenge. And it's going to always be a challenge. I feel like for all yes. of us, like there's no yep. perfect recipe and, you know, depending on our kids ages, you know, little, I have both, I have an almost teenager and then littles, you know, yes. having five kids, it's like, it's a lot. And I, you know, trying to meet all of their needs plus my own, just a lot to handle. But I think the, the key is, is what we talked about is having some boundaries and having, you know, a plan and just time management is so, so key in that. So if, you know, we're listening, like someone's listening and they're thinking, oh, I want to start a side hustle of photography. Like what, do you have any tips for them as far as like getting started? Cause you know, you started it as a side hustle and then turned it into your full biz. So do you have any tips for that? Yes. Just go for it. Like so many people mull over things for, you know, months or even years and without like really putting two feet in the water and going for it, honestly, just go for it. If it is on your heart and you're like, I really want to do this. I really want to do this. Then go for it. Um, you know, take the necessary steps to set yourself up for success. Obviously like financially, like starting a business, like don't go into debt, starting a business, but like really go for it and like dive in head first. Um, because when you do that, when you put all your time and effort into doing that and not like, let's say, you know, you have a full-time job, but then you're doing a side hustle here, you know, it's taking away that, that full-time job is taking away that extra time and energy you could be spending on your business, growing your business. Um, and I think a lot of people don't realize that and get nervous because they're like, Oh, I still want to keep my full-time job. Um, and then, you know, just do some stuff on the side until it grows, but it's not going to grow until you let go of anything else that's holding you back. So if you can do it and you are set up to do it, you know, financially and have the support to do it, just go for it. Yeah. And I think, you know, understanding too, the importance of education. I don't know when you first, yes. started, but for me, I was on YouTube, like there, oh, were, yeah. Google. there were not <laughs> any educational resources really like there are now. No. And so, you know, encouraging people to, you know, seek education, like that will fast track you so much oh, like, my gosh. So far because you won't waste Grace and I probably spent uh, so much wasted time on YouTube oh, yes. and all of this. And it's like, now you can just buy a course. I'm like, Oh wow. Mind blowing. Literally. And go through it and like, a week and then you know all the things. <laughs> like you know it took me years. Yes. I mean, seriously, yes. It's so and which is why I think you and I both went into education because we yeah. want to help people not do the long haul like we oh, do. Yeah. It's not necessary, right? So yeah, that's so funny. But yeah, I love your tip. Just go for it. And I think that's 
the mindset that, you know, people need to have and, and just having that confidence and, you know, deciding if it's something you love and you want to do it, just do it. You know, there's, you're, you're not going to fail. You're just going to learn, right? There's no failure about learning and continuing to go forward. Okay. I didn't tell you this, but we do at the end, I do like a quick lightning round of a few different, okay. (laughs) Like, um, quick, like off the top of your head. So what's your favorite lens? My 35, 1.4. Okay. Favorite lighting to shoot in? Right now it's full sun. Interesting. Okay. I like it. It's a challenge. You want to challenge yourself. If you could have lunch with anyone, who would it be? Oh, I think about this question so much (laughs) because I don't have a good answer. (laughs) It could be photography related. It can be obviously anybody, right? Right. Honestly, I honestly have to think about this. Um, I would say just off the top of my head, probably my celebrity. This is so hard for me. I'm like, who are all the people that I can talk to? <laughs> or a family member, you know, I mean, yeah. anybody. Okay. Uh, right off the top of my head, I thought of Tom Hardy because he's so pretty. <laughs> I love it. Um, what's, your, what's your favorite random product that you bought on Amazon? Oh, like what do you mean? Like skincare products or like any product, just a random product or something you've bought lately on Amazon that, you know, my husband buys okay. stuff. So I always like to ask this. Okay. Um, so I bought something that goes on top of your camera. I've not used it yet, but I need to, I have you seen this where you stick it in like where you put your flash, whatever. And then it holds your phone on top of your camera. Um, so you can do like behind the scenes and, but not hold your phone while you're shooting. Wow. That sounds great. You need to send me the link to that. I, I will. That. It's like, it's like $15 and I saw it on TikTok. So I was like, okay, I'll try this. <laughs> okay. That's amazing. Okay. Who is your biggest mentor in the ph- photography industry? Now this could be like when you first started or now. So, okay. I'm going to go real old school. Jasmine Starr was first foremost. I like wanted her to shoot my wedding in college. I was not even like close to being engaged. Um, but I reached out and asked her for wedding, wedding pricing and it was astronomical. I was like, well, now she's not even shooting weddings. No, is- not shooting at all. So yes. Um, I've loved her like for a really long time. So yeah, I would say her. Yeah. She's one of the ones where I first like when I first got into the industry that I felt like was one of the like bigger photographers, especially in yes. the wedding market, right? Like, and I remember just seeing her work and stuff and being like, wow, she's so great. And we'll like, I'll never be that great. And that's so sad that that's sometimes our mindset, but you know, mm-hmm. as you grow and evolve, it's like, you realize, oh, I totally can. Like, what the heck? Why did I think that? You know? So it's crazy, but this was so fun. I'm so glad that you came on. I, um, <laughs> I love chatting with you about this and I love all the tips that you gave because I just, this topic's just so near and dear to both of us. And I think it is to any mom that's a business owner or not even a business owner or someone who works full time or, you know, every, every aspect of your life is valued regardless. Right. But I think just balancing being a mom by itself is a, is a full-time job, right? So it's it's always challenging, but where can people find you if they want to find you? You can find yeah, you find me on Instagram at Grace T Photography, and then my website is graceteephotography.com. Okay, well, thank you so much for being here, love. I really appreciate it. Yeah, well, oh, yes, this was so fun. Yay, good. I'm so glad you, we were able to make it work. We'll chat soon. Thank you so much, Grace. Thanks. 
Thank you for joining us today on the Fill Your Frame podcast with Jillian Golding. Remember, you can always learn more about this podcast and what we talk about by visiting the description notes on whatever app you're listening to today or visiting JillianGolding.com. Subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Audible. And if you've enjoyed today's show, please leave me a review. It helps more people like you find our podcast. We are also on socials at Jillian Golding and also Fill Your Frame underscore podcast. Thanks so much. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.